0: The Blaze Radio Network
1: on demand.
0: Hey, um, each year Cato ranks uh, the freedom in the fifty states. I love this oh, report. I Cato love, is yes. a rock solid organization that does a lot of good, and I love the, the Freedom in the Fifty States because you know where are you going to retire and where are you going to get that next job and how's your state match up. Uh, you know how are you doing? It tells you, based on a bunch of variables, state, local government, taxation, debt, eminent domain laws, licensing, drug policy, all these different things, how free your state is. And they're out with this year's report. Joining us now, Will Ruger, how are you, sir?
1: Doing great. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: No, thanks for joining us. Okay, so give us the background. I mentioned some of the things, taxation and stuff like this. How do you guys put all that together? Is it like kind of uh, like a spreadsheet type thing?
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's kind of state of the art social science. We look at variables uh, about two hundred and thirty of them, and we code them from statutes and other sources, uh, and it's everything from like you said, you know, taxation to debt, eminent domain to occupational licensing, alcohol policy to gambling policy. To are they are, are they all choice. weighted
0: the same? Like taxation and licensing? Is it still like, hey, you're you're really good at this, or you're bad at this? It's not like you give more credit to one of these or more weight. No, too-
1: we. we We actually do weight them uh, in an objective fashion, as opposed to you know, like us just saying, "Hey, taxation should be worth this," or just having them equal. Because clearly, something like raw milk sales is not equal to taxation. Oh, okay. Uh, So what we do is we look at the cost of the policies to the people who would enjoy them, uh, and so something like you know, taxation has such broad cost to everyone that that's rated more highly than say raw milk sales, which is a very few Americans who who do that, but. Them, it's important, and so it's a fraction of the of
0: the study. Real quick, do you know why he said raw milk sales? Do you know what he's talking about? Yes, I'm the the raw milk. The the, milk the thing where dilemma. at times this is crazy. Look up raw milk. This is one of the fascinating little side notes. We will um, over the years where people, uh, states, local communities have barred raw milk sales because it may be dangerous it's not as processed it's not you know could have bacteria all this stuff even though people drank raw milk for years some people see health benefits but regardless it should be your choice but a few years ago there was a story about the federal government raiding a farm they had snipers on the roof they were (laughs) repelling off the barn will this stuff's out there this happens
1: i know uh, god forbid that people should be able to uh do with their bodies as they see fit right right
0: right <laughs> meanwhile the guy down the street he's smoking a doobie going May hey marge look what they're doing over at the thompson farm <laughs> <laughs> right, right? <laughs> not but you're right do what you want as long as you're not screwing with anybody else all right let's get to the list uh give me the uh the least freest states let's start at the bottom
1: well, drum roll, please, it's not a shock, but it's New York. What a shock, yeah. Least free what? by far. But I mean, the interesting thing is just how far it is from other states. So if you look at New York compared to Hawaii, which is number 49, it's so much worse in New York. Uh, after Hawaii, it's California, then New Jersey, and Vermont. Uh, so that's kind of a... You know the the bad boy list right
0: there. Okay, now think about this, So you've got New York. That's no surprise to anybody, right? You said it's uh, it's one of the most progressive states. We know that there's going to be less freedom. But the next one up, Hawaii. We, we if you think mm. retirement, free, do yeah. what you want. You know, walk in the beach, blowing in the wind, and the dress and the surf. That you think of Hawaii as being free, it is not. It's a pretty um, authoritarian state.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have high taxes and spending, lots of land use restrictions. Occupational licensing is high. Civil asset forfeiture is abused. I mean, gun control, it's really hard to get a concealed carry permit if you need it. So uh, it is not the land of the free relative to the other American states. All
0: right, let's go to the top 10, the freest states out there. And number one, I got to tell you, it shocked me. I expected them to be on the plus side, but not number one. Who's number one?
1: Number one is Florida, which was uh, a a, a really interesting thing, given that in the past it's been states like New Hampshire and North Dakota, but Florida emerged as number one this year, and it's one of the big states, uh, a very important state politically, uh, and uh, it's number one, and so it's, its legislature has done a really great job over the last 15 to 25 years to kind of keep the you know keep caps on uh, on spending which is a big part of it but also land use restrictions i mean they have not stifled the housing market by having too many regulations
0: that's that's incredible that's that's good news if it's somebody's uh, considered moving to florida uh new hampshire number 2 is interesting new hampshire's always done pretty well i mean their state motto is live free um and they certainly live up to it but has the um what was the um the is it the free state project has that influenced that
1: uh, the Free State Project uh, is a, a pretty interesting uh, group. Actually, the, Jason Sorens, who's my co-author on this study, was actually the founder of the Free State Project.
0: Oh, wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah, uh, it, he was a Yale graduate student and uh, just kind of said, hey, uh, what do we do given that it's hard to get freedom at the at the federal level? Uh, you know, this was back in the 2000s, and he said, well, what if we did something like this, and he kind of penned it out on a piece of paper and uh look what's happening now. Uh, thousands of people have moved there, uh, to try to kind of realize that and to get involved, to promote freedom.
0: Uh, number three, uh, coming at number three is Indiana. That's interesting. I wouldn't have put Indiana. A lot of those, uh, Midwestern states right through there have become, you know, pretty authoritarian over the years.
1: Well, Indiana is really the kind of Midwest miracle in a way, because you have this, you know, Rust Belt phenomenon, uh, you know, from you know New York and Pennsylvania and the East Coast all the way into the Midwest. And what Indiana has done is to really successfully roll back regulations, mm-hmm. uh, but it also does well on personal freedom and fiscal policy. It's really one of those states that does well across the board, uh, and that's been a key to its success. And what's remarkable is you look at a state like Illinois right next door. It's got a great city like Chicago as a magnet, um, uh, and yet – Illinois policies are driving businesses and people to flee over 10% of in Illinois 2000 population has, has on net left the state, meaning some people have come in and and that has been swamped by over 10% leaving. Uh, Whereas Indiana has, you know, about flat. Uh, And that's because of the fact that, that, that people are voting with their feet for freedom. Um, You see that between New Hampshire and Vermont, California and Nevada, Uh, And then also New York to Florida, uh, where you see not just older people uh, go down to Florida, but younger people as well, because New York is just crushing them under the weight of of kind of paternalism. I mean, New York's 50 on fiscal, 50 on regulatory policy, and it's even 40 on uh, personal freedom. So people are voting with their feet. They're driving out 14 percent of New Yorkers have left. Uh, So, yeah, you might look at New York City and say, hey, it looks pretty vibrant, but the rest of the state is really suffering.
0: So uh, the next two, Colorado and Nevada, those are uh, not that much of a surprise. Colorado's been pretty free, I mean, obviously, with uh, you know, leading the country on the marijuana le- le- uh, legalization or decriminalization. And Nevada, of course, uh, fewer regulations and uh, no state income tax.
1: Yeah, again, uh, th- th- there are some of these... Uh you know, what you might call purple states that have done pretty well, uh, uh, you know, on a number of different margins. And I think that's what shows you the kind of success of the freedom model, if you will, right? Just allowing people to live their lives, dispose of their life, property, and liberties as they see fit, as long as they're not, uh, you know, as long as they're respecting the equal rights of others. And, and if they do that across that board, they're going to do well. What you don't want is a situation, you know, where you're doing poorly or where you're really just, you know, the Singapore of America. You know, you're doing well with economic freedom, but, man, they restrict everything else.
0: Uh, what about North Dakota? Are they up 12 points this year? They're coming in at number six. Were they much lower last year?
1: Uh, I think they were. And, uh, you know, North Dakota is an, is an interesting case because it, uh, you know, it's a relatively northern cold uh place with uh i mean it's not it's not california in terms of the weather uh, yeah. <laughs> but it has it it has to really i think compete with other states based on that margin you know if it had the same kind of restrictions as new york on on things like fracking or if it had the same kind of paternalism in other areas um You know, how would it compete for those citizens Uh, like a place that has, you know, a major draw, major jobs like the financial markets of New York or Hollywood, Silicon Valley out in California? The trouble is, is that places like California almost, uh, you know, they they can do a lot before they start pushing people out um, because it is paradise, uh, at least in the climate sense.
0: Uh, after North Dakota, you have Tennessee, South Dakota, Arizona, and Kansas rounding out the top ten uh, i 'm looking for any other uh, shocking Michigan coming in at number fourteen seems relatively high, given um, you know S- Michigan was a pretty big government state for for a long time, but they 're up quite a bit
1: yeah i mean they they don 't do fantastic on any margin they 're not in the top ten on any of these things, but they have improved. Um, and that's been something that, that has helped with their economy is to, is to really kind of keep, keep that tax burden relatively low, um, to basically uh, not have a lot of zoning restrictions. Uh, they've, had, they've passed right to work, which has been important for them. Oh, you're which right. It's very that's, surprising yeah. in a lot of ways, given it's a you know, pretty big union state. Um, You know, but there's been some sensible changes. Now, again, there's other bad things. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, educational freedom is pretty low there. Uh, They have a pretty high incarceration rate relative to their crime rate. Um, You know, the minimum wage is high. Uh, but again, it's done fairly well uh, in those areas I talked about.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Good for them that they're making. Anything else surprise you on the list, Christian? Yeah. Anything uh, interesting?
1: I, well, I, I'm kind of curious here because Texas is number 50 when it comes to personal freedom. And looking from your chart, the last four years, Texas has not been good with personal freedom. Yeah,
0: overall, Texas comes in at 21, but you're saying personal freedoms, it comes they're, in last. They're
1: coming at last. Why is that? Well, I mean, it, it, it's sad because I, I used to live in Texas. I, I taught down at Texas State University uh, for almost a decade, and it's a great state. And, and people there talk about freedom. It's part of the kind of you know, daily life, especially up in the hill country where I was. Um, uh, but the fact is is that it's one of those states I talked about. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit closer to the Singapore model than to the rest, which is really does pretty well on, on economic freedom. Um, but its personal freedom scores are quite bad. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that their criminal justice system has been a mess for a long time. Uh, and so even compared to their their crime rates, their incarceration rates have been through the roof. Um, now, the good, there is a silver lining here, some good news, which is that there's been a big effort by uh, places like the Texas Public Policy Foundation uh, and the group uh, called Right on Crime which is conservatives who say hey this situation is not good for freedom. We need to get a handle on this. And so they've been promoting the notion that yeah, we got to be smart on this. It doesn't mean being soft on crime, but we have to be smarter because we have too many people in prisons that are you know, you know, it's unproductive for them and their families. We have it's really expensive for the taxpayer and it's not helping those people in their lives. And so, you know, what they want to do is make sure that the people as as I you know, a friend of mine worked there said we want, to, we want to make sure that the people we're afraid of are the people who go to prison, uh, not the people that we're just mad at. In other words, making sure we focus our criminal justice system on the people who are committing violent crimes as opposed to, um, say, consensual crimes or cases where you're giving excessive sentences for things.
0: You know, well, well that is that part. is... That is really smart. You're right about that. Unfortunately, over the years, and it's been going on for a long time, if you talk about criminal justice reform or call out any problem in the courts, in in the prisons themselves, you're seen as soft on crime. I mean, I'm pretty serious about making sure people are held accountable, but we've got a problem in prison where the state says we are going to take your personal freedoms because you're going to be a ward of the state. We're going to put you in jail for something you did, and then they don't protect you. That there is prison violence, and then the disparity in sentencing between one drug and another—none of that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, in a place like Texas, for example, I mean, the cannabis laws, the marijuana laws, are pretty harsh. A, a single offense not involving minors can carry a life sentence. Now, very few people get that, but it gives prosecutors a lot of ability, um, you know, to kind of push in uh-huh. the in the tough on crime, not the smart on crime, and so really need to get a handle on things like prosecutorial abuse uh, and discretion. Uh, But again, there's all kinds of other things that Texas isn't doing very well on when it comes to uh, uh, personal freedom as well. So it's not just that. I mean, heck, open carry was only legalized in 2015, if you can believe that. I used to tell my buddies that Vermont had better gun laws than Texas.
0: Think about that. And people have this idea that Texas is so free when it comes to gun laws, and they're not one of the freest. So, uh, Will, this is an awesome list. Thanks again for putting this together, and thanks again for sharing with us. We'll go ahead and post it on social media.
1: Great, thanks. Thanks, Brad. Thanks
0: so much. Will Ruger uh, from Cato with Freedom in the 50 States, the report. Um, This is one of one of my favorite things all year. I love that report. I love the analytics of it first of all. Yeah. uh, This may be one of the nerdy things for me. Uh, I love going through the analytics. I love going comparing state by state. Part of this though for me is that laboratory of the states. Mm -hmm. This is the thing I mean when I say um, states rights It's not, let's keep darky down. It has nothing to do with race. Mm -hmm. I know the history of it. It's about you saying, you know what? I want to live in New York where it's more authoritarian and there's less freedom. That's fine. Right. Because you think there's a benefit and maybe it is. Maybe you like those gun laws. Maybe you like paying taxes. Maybe you like all the things that I stand up and that's wonderful. Good for you. Others may say, I want to live in Indiana, New Hampshire, or Florida, where it's the freest because I don't want those things. Great. So maybe your state is low on the list and you say, we want to be freer. So what do you do? You look at uh, one of these other states, Nevada, Colorado, and UK. say, what are they doing doing different? How can we move up this list? Because Mm -hmm. overall, we want it. You may look at the list and say, you know what? Cato's a fail in this because we don't have the same philosophies. Great. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Come up with your own. But I love to be able to compare this stuff. And Cato does a great job.
1: And now we know where to move and where not to move.